You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Welcome to Noisy Narratives. Um, This is Debbie Vallejo, and I'm here with um, Christy and Laura today. Um, Well, this is after the, you know, we just had Thanksgiving week. How was y'all's Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Family and feasting. Family and feasting. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes lots of feasting. feasting. (laughs) A lot of family. (laughs) (laughs) What do you have the biggest stomachache over? Which one? No. Okay, so do you guys, tell me, do you guys talk, when you guys get together with your big extended families, do you talk politics or controversial subjects, or do you avoid them altogether? For us, it's not controversial, because we're all in the same (laughs) agreement. (laughs) Now we talk about it all the time. But for you guys, it works, because you guys all think the same. Yeah. That's cool. Is that not the case in your house? It is not. So then what do you do? Yeah, so we just, what we'll do is we'll talk until all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's time to simmer this back uh-huh. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Then we just pull back. But there's a few of us that have more disagreement that have worked really hard at, you know, caring for each other, loving each other anyway. Quick to apologize if we need to, that kind of stuff. So it's, I mean, it's worked out and it's fun. So y'all but, still talk about oh, it? Big, um, certain things, okay. certain things, because we have, yeah, certain things. So but, like, let's go, Brandon, that, come up at your house over Thanksgiving? Oh my goodness, no! Oh, it was more. So what comes up? What came up over that <laughs> That's was a fun one. My mind over that was I can't believe there's believers that are posting that. Oh, <laughs> like and and that everybody was, a was in agreement with that, and then that was it. Yeah, everybody was in agreement okay. with that. But hey, you guys may be in a disagreement with me on that one. <laughs> I don't think I have an opinion on that. I've never really thought if a believer should or shouldn't. I just think it's hilarious, like yeah. the miscommunication on the, on the news and yeah. how they oh, actual news story. Totally. Yeah. But then how everyone's just so you're looking in it at it from a media perspective of like yeah. they're all yeah. like yeah the we hilarious. didn't talk about that part. that part makes me laugh yeah and when I see it it makes me laugh mine is more I feel like believers should not be in the middle of that kind of icky awful like whatever just stay above the fray people stay above the fray <laughs> yeah and then what yeah. it stands for is exactly. like your kids are you know exactly I'm just like maybe not I don't you know just like rewording a bad word though right yeah. 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 Like son of a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, what are you really Gosh saying? Darn. Where are you coming from? <laughs> yeah. And we're all filling out blanks. We know what mm-hmm. you mean when you do it. So, yeah. well, you know, let's just again say yes. not that I'm in disagreement with what your thinking is. Like in other words, the reason you're posting it is your opinion. I'm fine right. with that. It's the it's the um, manner in which that is taken. That yeah. I, I'm but like, the story, if ever, if you could tell everyone the backstory, then it is pretty humorous why mm-hmm. the the media story of the backstory. Well, yeah. But, and that's, that. yeah, and that is a whole nother, they like to get on their little bandwagon. Now they, it's a and flag. Run with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Don't we all? We're it. all yes. Run with it, oh, my goodness. So, yeah. What about you, Laura? Do y'all talk yeah, about controversial we, we're stuff? We're pretty conservative with? in my family, but over the years, mm-hmm. definitely have, you know, um, opened up to some, you know, more open views, I guess I would say. So we, it was pretty good. I think I was the fault of one of the stepping into political waters over Thanksgiving, but I reeled it back in really quick. Oh, share. What did you do? What'd you throw out there? Something, somebody said something about have, yeah. Oh, we were talking about our friends who were Canadian citizens and they had trouble like getting back into the country. And I might have said like, maybe they should go through Del Rio because I think it's, easier than (laughs) and then there were some crickets at the dinner table so I was like and how is Colorado Jennifer you are so cute and your family is so precious Uh, did she fall for that (laughs) I mean everybody just kind of laughed yeah it's a good I mean it's a funny because like I said most of them are conservative it's really my mom and dad at this point who are a little more like you know Laura, Virginia, that is not appropriate. Yeah. You should not be saying that. Well, they want to be vaccinated, and all, some of them are. Yes, and, exactly. this. and when you're all around family for that long, inevitably, I mean, how long can you talk about the weather, right? You're going to be talking about yeah. more intense things at some point when yes. you're with family for 
right. days. Right. <laughs> I mean, but this was only dinner, so we, we I reeled it in quick. There you go. Yeah, it you was fun. You can handle it nice for a few time. hours of yes. <laughs> backtrack. Awesome. Hey, so last time we were all together, we had a great conversation about multiple things. But one part, <clears throat> excuse me, is I thought it was so funny is when we let, or I happened to re-listen to it because I had to write the blog, I think, that week for it. So I was re-listening to it. And we talked about cussing. And you asked, Debbie asked us, do y'all cuss a lot? And we were both like, no. <clears throat> did I ask that question? Yeah. I don't remember I think that. You did. Okay. Or when do you cuss or something? Okay. Yeah. When is it? And come I remember up? thinking like, no, I really don't. But one thing that I thought about afterwards that I wish I would have said was, I love people that do cuss. I think you did you say did that. You did say that. Did yeah. I say that? Yes. Like, I have a strong affection for people that are cussers. Yes. You have a you good friend. That. You have friends that do. Okay. Yeah. You feel comfortable. That. I think you said you felt comfortable around people that are, yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother us. Yeah. We think we talked about that. It was, yeah. Okay. Because I left, listened thinking, oh my It didn't God, come across. My, no. Like how much I would enjoy sitting around people that cuss than super strong Christians sometimes. And why is that? Have you unpacked Oh, yeah. Your brain? I totally Because they're not judgmental. Yeah. They're easygoing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know where you stand and they feel comfortable hanging out with you yeah. knowing you're a Christian. So they're not judging yeah. me. I'm not judging them. We are where we're at. We're just enjoying life. And a lot of times they use adjectives that I don't use. And so it's like, this is a whole nother language. It is. And I'm like, wow, there's emphasis there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about it. They can put things together. And I'm like, that is genius. How did you think that? Yes. And it just comes out so great. And I think we yeah. talked about this too. Every time I try to cuss, Kate's like, you're terrible. Yeah, it didn't work. You're terrible it didn't at it. Work. Stop trying, Mom. You're trying, Mom, and it just does not flow right. But we have friends who right. can really do it well, and mm-hmm. we love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't do it well. It wouldn't come out very well. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Well, but, and, and it's funny you say that because like, so it's really the attitude that tend to come from people who are free with their words mm-hmm. that you like. Yeah. And, and the so non-judgy thing. Not the non-judgy people. Yeah. Like I feel very comfortable. Then I can voice my opinion and go, you know, we're still going to be friends at the end of the day. So because Christians we, can get a bad rap for being judgy. Are we default saying, exactly. Are we default saying from that statement then that we have more issues with Christians being judgmental than non-Christians? Well, isn't that yeah. a lifelong, forever statement? And that's kind I of think, stinky. I know. But that's it, it's been it's probably been the story for since the beginning. Right. But, yeah. We you, think our Christian status gives us the right to judge other people and tell them what they're doing wrong. We just visited um, Baylor as a I've, – I've visited Baylor many times in my life. But we just kind of visited, no. like, an official tour. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> She's there every it week. She has a mask On the official tour, yeah. I cried six times. Shut up. And, I, and Bill was like, I think we have signed up three students and one student who wants to go again. <laughs> and I was there. Because that was, was just there. fond memories oh for you. Oh, my gosh. And they, ju- well, and they did a great job of marketing, for sure. That girl yeah. was great. But um, they, they talk about, and I heard the chaplain of of Baylor University talks as well. And he talked about um, all the faiths and all the denominations and non-believers at mm-hmm. Baylor. And a lot of um, non-believers or, or students of different faiths will ask the question, do I have to um, be Christian to go here? Yeah. Um, how big of a deal is that kind of thing? And his answer is just like so great. It's like, we wouldn't be a Christian university if we didn't welcome Non-Christian. And all backgrounds Mm, and whoever it is. And they even have a matching um, program where if you are Hindu, the the chaplain will help match you with a place of worship in Mm, Waco, Waco. a local place of worship, wherever your belief is, whatever your faith is. So, and I think that's to back to your point, it's like you're. As a Christian, you are, you should be open to. No, there's people listening to this love. that think that would be wrong for a Christian university to do. They Absolutely. they also say at that. the same time unapologetically Christian university. Mm-hmm. So these yeah. are our beliefs. This is our faith. These are our. Mm-hmm. But we welcome like that is the Christian mission is, because they're thinking more of a missionary context. Then mm-hmm. they're not thinking Christian university. That means you have to be a Christian to be here. They're Correct. saying. Christian University, therefore, we're a missionary in our town. Correct. Be Which a light. I think is a much better a spot big li- to be. Light is a big yeah. theme in the yeah. last few years with them. And, and that's I think a change from Baylor's conception. Their student. Well, they're, Baylor's done a good job of evolving, too, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I think there's teachers. You can now do things. Right. They're good at <laughs> I think relooking mom that couldn't even wear pants. pants. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, you could wear a miniskirt in the 70s, uh-huh. but pants for What's a woman. Wrong? No. Yeah. 
Is Kate looking at Baylor? Yes, she's looking at Baylor. But Bill, um, I think Bill just like wants to live in Southern California. So he is so rude. And having her look at Pepperdine and whatever. Outside of Texas. Oh, he's encouraging it. Like we have to go to her. I have to go to her. Well, I like Auburn. I think it's going to be great. But I have to go to her Wake Forest now. And whatever. Pepperdine and I, I, he is taking her away. But he's getting on board with this college tour thing. Yes. And she is like, I can go anywhere. And I'm like, get your grades up. Yeah. (laughs) I won't say the rest Um, of the statement. But yes, she, she's, I think Baylor would be a comfortable Mm. decision because a lot of family, yes, it's in the state, it's close, it's, you know, history there with family, but I think she is enjoying having, exploring an option and mm-hmm. and my husband's encouraging Southern California. Well, and I was trying to encourage mine to go, <clears throat> excuse me, outside the box too, looking at a lot of different places. And my husband's the one that was like, nope, rein that in, rein it in. There's yeah, plenty in Texas, rein it in. Texas. Yeah, there's great schools in Texas. Mm-hmm. And there are, there's a ton of yes. colleges. You don't have to go to the big ones. You know, you don't have to go to Tech and A&M and UT. There's so many great yes. schools Speaking in Texas tech. that are smaller. We went to Tech this weekend. Did I you? I took the kids, and that was shocking. I haven't been back since 1998. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't, and it was so weird. So what was shocking about it? The whole thing. Like, driving up, the whole time, I'm like, this wasn't here. This was, What's going on? What's happening here? So the I mean, growth was just crazy different. It was different. crazy, and yeah. Greg looked it up. I think when I was there, it was 20,000 students, mm-hmm. and now it's 40,000 yeah. students. Whoa, it I doubled. Know. Even the Coliseum, like where we'd go watch sporting events, is not even there. Like, it's gone. Oh, because they tore it down. They put a new one They built a new one. Creighton's. Well, you have to when they were winning there for a while. Uh You had to build a new one. Uh, Well, that's where they were winning is in the Coliseum. And then Marsha Sharp left. And then then growth happened more. But Creighton snuck into the basketball. Um, So great. He was like, I'm going to go in here. This is the best. Like, so there they have the Coliseum on one side where you play basketball and volleyball. And then across the street, the men's and women have their own building, like their own basketball workout, locker room. It's super fancy. Nice. And so Creighton was like, I'm going to go in there. And, and Whitaker's just dying. Don't you do it. This is so embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. Creighton's like, I'm doing it. He did. He walked in and this other, like this lady raider walks up with him and was like, hey, you want to go in? And he was like, yes, please. Walks in. She takes him like a tour of the Aww. whole place. He comes out with like oh, a, my goodness. Uh-huh, a roster. He's like, I tried to get an autograph, but nobody had a pen. But I sat and talked with this guy and this guy. And I was like. He committed. Yeah, he, that pretty much. He wanted to. He'd be I like, love Can it. you sign me? Can you just go ahead and sign me? I thought it was sweet because I think we forget college yeah. athletes are chill. Like they yeah. go to class with everybody, but yeah. when you're in it, you don't think about it, but they're out of it mm-hmm. watching on call and on TV. You're kind of like, right. don't bother them. Like, don't do that. They're not like professional athletes that no. you see from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have class with them. Yeah. You interact with them. They're they part of the student so body. Nice. They were so pleasant. Aww. I know it was crazy. That's and he can't wait. He made us wait for 10 minutes. That'll get a kid man to your college. If you have people they admire. Yes. Talk to them and be kind of them. You'll be like, like, really cool places. You're going to get walk by and they had a class going on in the business administration building. And Creighton was like, look, there's a class. And Whitaker's like, oh, that's so cool. And it was a big class, like where you have to sit at the auditorium, whatever. And then right there on the front row, there's a kid. His head is down, oh. his arms out. And uh-uh. Creighton was like, he's asleep in class. <laughs> and I was like, keep walking. Don't look at him. A <laughs> piece of advice. Go to every class and yeah. don't fall asleep. On the front goodness. row, Goober. But you know what they're doing now in class too? So Joel has most of his classes record their lectures and post them. For Is that a COVID new thing? Well, or? some of it happened before COVID, but then when COVID happened, of course, they were okay. doing it. All, oh, all classes nice. were because it was online. So they've kept it. So, so kids can I'm, just sit at home and push play, never yeah, watch it, essentially, yeah, never and just get, run through it. Never go in. Even though he said, though, most of the kids are going to his class. Because he's say, in the engineering college. And so, like, smart and your professors you to, notice. Totally. Well, ours did. I don't know about well, size he's of got, class. Well, he's got one class, the biggest one. This is political science class that he hates. Because um, he and I are totally opposite. And so he loves all his engineering, chemical, yeah. you know, chemi and computer science and all that stuff. Um but that's the one that's the massive auditorium yeah. with like 300 mm-hmm. people. But they wow. record their lectures so he can go back. And it is cool. Like he goes to lecture, but then he'll actually have review. to sit and review that because nice. it's not his favorite subject. And so he has to make himself kind of uh, study work at studying. Uh-huh. 
Um, so that part's really cool. I mean, that you have access. I mean, good. we used to have to go to tutors constantly. I remember that. Like, you didn't have access. If you didn't go, you, like, remember, if you couldn't go to class, you had to someone take notes for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you couldn't notes. understand their handwriting. Exactly. You'd be like, what is you this had to You're calling him, like, yeah. I don't get this. And yeah. then if they didn't take good notes, you're like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. But okay. I will say it's a fish in a big pond when you go to those big schools. Oof. I mean, because yeah. A&M's Huge. grown a ton, too. And I was like, it doesn't feel the same as when I was there. Mm-hmm. It's It used to be a big school. It felt small. I'm like, now it mm-hmm. just feels big. It just feels, that's what <laughs> it I just thought. feels I big. Like, this feels big. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of caring for everybody, caring for your neighbor, we're in the season of after Thanksgiving. Now we're moving towards Christmas. Mm-hmm. Just transition that. We were going to talk a little today about Advent, right? Yeah. Um, well, stuff. first we should cover if we're going to be getting our Christmas presents. Oh, you like you want to talk about supply chain first and then end on the fun (laughs) Advent stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So then we can talk about supply chain and then Advent will help us remind us why we shouldn't be mad about supply chain. Yeah, we should be thankful. We should be thankful about where we are. If you order from China, you will not get a Christmas present. We just had to get our floors redone as well. So Bill reminds them daily that you're walking on Christmas presents. Yeah. And I'm sure they love so that. Bitter? I'm sure they love that. I mean, I'm sure they think we're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, Christmas no, morning. Good. Y'all are good Christmas people though, present people. I usually am. I usually try. But my parents are good too. Like lately the last several years they've gotten us a trip or a, an, experience. an experience. Yeah. So we'll go somewhere in the summer on them and it's great for them too because they don't really have to shop so yep. much for it or wrap or whatever and mm-hmm. it's really good memories and family time so that's nice yeah uh as far as gifts i mean i don't i mean ps5 we a, is not gonna happen no but we were in academy i had to go to academy when we were in lagrange this past week and you could tell the things that were american-made and the things that were not so fishing hunting anything plenty of plenty. inventory that side of academy was packed okay. you walked to the other side i was like is this place going out of business because anything from something, I think, okay. that would come off a ship. Which is like skateboards. And right? even shoes. Shoes. Think about all the shoes. I mean, they yeah. were low on shoes. Okay, so yeah. Kate and Will will just start fishing and hunting. Yes. That's Yeah, because that's what, I mean, that was Get our yourself takeaway. a raft. Yes. <laughs> there you go. And it was, it was very interesting. I was shocked. I really and was like. And the supply it's, chain it's issues, and that's kind of the current event we're, like, talking about today. The supply chain issues are basically from everywhere, though. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. anything that has to get shipped in. Yes. I jokingly say China because yes. that's all I really know. And they, right? they say, it is, <laughs> well, China has a lot. They have a yes. lot. Of but it's still, it's But it's we have everywhere. a lot of demand because people have either, they have some extra money to spend. Either they got some from the government or they didn't take trips last year because of COVID. Or and so now they have home, some. from home, so they're not spending money on gas, which yes. right now is crazy. Or, or oh sn- my gosh, $3.57 for gas up in Lubbock. Three dollars. You get out of Texas, and it's seven. five. It's five something wow. in some places. Golly, I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. So there's a lot of supply, yeah. and people are able to raise their prices. I mean, there's no cars on the lot either. Like if you needed yeah. a yep. new car or, or a used car, new so car those probably cheaper are, than a used cars car. Cars are super expensive right now yeah. because there isn't there's not very there's a many high of demand them. for used cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't. That's the supply chain issue. It's a lot. Of, it's a perfect storm of a lot of things. People have money. There's high demand and. And they want to spend it and there's nothing because like our floor, like I think we were talking before this, we're putting in a new floor and we were just told it was going to be another month for it It was supposed we were supposed to start this week. Now it's stuck on a ship apparently off the coast of California. So they can't get Get it it here. (laughs) So it's going to be a while. But I I do think it raises a I mean, for people who aren't used to not getting the Christmas presents Mm -hmm. you want, like, is this an opportunity for yeah, us I told my as a family, it's a supply chain issue. You're not getting Christmas presents. This year. I think it's I fun. So I mean, we need to <laughs> you just were so excited. I mean, I am too. But I'm so excited. Okay, so what does Christmas look like? You're not doing the big price. So what are you like, doing? Like I might then? shop at Market Street, and it would be so fun. Like whatever they have <laughs> is what you get. Or she said, Academy. You like, get a ham. There's a fishing pole. We're gonna get a fishing we're pole, it, and we're gonna get it for the whole family. And that would be so fishing. fun. Okay, so are y'all really doing that? Or are you just saying that? No, no I'm, s- I'm. Well, this year for the kids, for so the big three i think we're going to just do an experience besides them getting their pajamas their underwear their panties their socks whatever's yes, in stock the at basics target that you do <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah. those generic like when they open it they're like oh my gosh, you're stocking you know stuff for stuff yeah. thanks for the sweatshirt yeah exactly <laughs> i think we're going to do an experience for each of them and ex- like like somebody can pick a concert okay or they can go to like whitaker really wants to go skiing 
So Greg, Greg can take him skiing or something. So it would just, for this experience, it would be one of a parent with a kid, not the yeah. whole family. Or it. they can take a friend. And it probably okay. won't be this month. It'll probably be a couple months. Yeah, three, like if four she gets on StubHub and she's like, hey, I want to go to the Zach Brown band. Great. That's in April. Bye. 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 It's done. That's because, a good idea. Because of Amazon, there's Christmas every day at our house, I feel like. Oh, oh that's yeah. True. Like, our remember back in the anything. day growing yeah. up and you would be like, mom, I need this. And she'd be like, add it to your Christmas list. Yes. And you're in October. And you had to wait. You're and like, you yeah, wait. in October. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then you waited for two months to get a pair uh-huh. of shoes that now your foot's grown out of. Uh-huh. But right. nowadays, you just swipe, and it's like, kids it's don't there. wait. Yeah. I mean, and I don't make them wait. I haven't been good about being like, oh, you should wait till Christmas. I haven't either, because it might not be there. <laughs> it may not be there. Or let's just get it done. Okay, good. I'm yeah. just done. Okay, good. Check it off You've the list. Yes! Mm-hmm. Horrible. And the horrible. needs are just so easy. If they do outgrow their shoes, they're, oh, yeah, you don't need to cramp your toes for yeah. two months it's we a, can get it tennis now. shoes yes yeah. you don't have an abundance shoes. we don't of feel like shoes. that's a gift anymore like yeah. we feel like that's just something you're supposed to just except yes. for the kids reproduce. that live with the toes cramped for months yeah I mean, yeah i had a couple kids the kardashians probably have more tennis shoes so maybe it is a right. gift for them but yeah necessity for our kids it's a necessity and exactly. so yeah so you get it mm. for, for them yeah I'm, I'm curious about that what people's christmases will really because i do have my theory is that we try to say we can't do much but then it's going to be hard for us but isn't that every year some. i feel like oh, every sure. year i'm having the and my parents did it too every year i'm having the conversation of, absolutely we're out of money yeah like we spend it all yeah. and really we don't get more money in december like no more cash does not come in our family mm-hmm. in december so i'm not sure how we ever made it work to be honest mm-hmm. Greg always does the night before because he gets so panicked that I don't buy enough. And then he goes to some and you horrible get, place. Like, CVS is not horrible, but, like, he'll go to Family Dollar and just get trinkets. Tobolones. Like, oh, my gosh. What are we doing? <laughs> we just bought out Family Dollar. This is great. And it's all under our tree. It's all Because he just gets so panicked. He likes I more. I love it, though. But I grew up with more. Like, I grew up with these huge Christmases. So mm. I'm like, bleh. Yeah. Y'all don't need One thing. Christmas. You just need. Love. A little something, yeah. yeah. Just need us. Yeah. Love. Together. Yeah. Together. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I I don't know what. We're going to be doing more clothes and all that kind of stuff. But um, but you don't buy that when they need it? Like, Brinley just do. asked for some clothes like two weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even think of Christmas. I was like, oh, Old Navy. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. We do, but it's funny. We don't tend to be... Um, I don't know. We don't We do not do a ton of shopping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because none of us really like it that much. I mean, we like it okay, but I don't know. We just don't, don't do a ton. Like and when so, they say we need clothes, you don't just that buy is them true. Then. Oh, we do. But like you're eventually, saying, you're saying though that you're going to wait and buy those for Christmas. For yes, them. like there's a couple of things like for right now. But I'm like, I don't even know if we can get it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if we whatever's can get in stock. Whatever's there. But that's going to be style. a problem too because we're going to wait too long. We're going to go on December 14th totally. and they'll be all gone. And I do feel a little stress right now because usually I've got most of mine done by now and I haven't even started. Oh, <laughs> well, I probably buy started. less. I haven't even I like started. to wait to the very last minute. Yep. Because then I buy everything at one time and then I'm you like, buy oh, Christmas tomorrow. And if you do it as uh-huh. you go. I yep. used to do it as I go, and I'd be like, what happened? I forgot about this and that, mm-hmm. and now I've spent too much money. <laughs> but it's, as the kids get older, their gifts get more expensive and less, though, yes, right? Yes, they do. Like, I will say we don't buy a ton, but the, what we do get is more expensive. Yeah, it's like somebody needs a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody needs a phone. Yeah, like, a phone. or something, you know. Yes. We were trying to hold off for Bella to get her new phone, but it busted. It really was done. And so oh, we so had to a, get it before. So we you got it before. It's so necessity Jamie now. pretty much <laughs> gave her the box, wrapped it up. was like, okay, Merry Christmas, love. Yes. <laughs> Remember this. Remember this, because you know. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna, but it'll be interesting to see how our little exercise and delay gratification goes. I like it. Year. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be the kids that are sad. <laughs> of I think the adults are. are like, that's fun. What it's about fun. games? Like I was thinking, just having a game Christmas, buying us like games. I, I love games, but my kids don't that. play. Y'all, your kids play games mm-hmm. like board games and stuff. Like I love cards. My family grew up playing yeah. cards and, and dominoes. There's all kinds of crazy and, card games yes. now. My kids like won't play with me. And exploding kittens and like this mm-hmm. unicorn one we played this past week. My kids with our will family. not play with crazy. me. Every all the other families' kids, they will play with me. Uh-huh. My kids, they will not play with me. Oh. They don't love it. Are you too competitive? No, I'm not competitive at all. I just yeah. love playing. I literally love playing. At all. I'm like she's begging not a good to play picturing with. that you would be competitive. No, she's mm-hmm. a good person to play with. Maybe your your kids just didn't get that gene. They don't like it. They're not competitive either, but they don't get they don't like it. And I think phones had everything to do with that. Well, true. Because the games that we mm-hmm. play on our phones and all that now move super duper fast. Yep. And so, so what like, if you take the, the kids' phones away? 
Well, now well, you're talking crazy, like, Christy. Hey, well, yeah. two hours. <laughs> what are you do for two hours? I've got a card game. Come play with me. They're like, oh, oh my gosh. Bake. I mean, I Come really on, have to some force cookies. it. It has to be like Mother's Day or like my birthday. And oh. I'm like, I want to play spades. It's my birthday. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only time they can't so say funny. no. <laughs> Dominoes, 42, Mexican yeah. train or you anything. I love that. I love that. Our family, we were remembering a few years ago, we stayed up and played Mexican train until like three God, in the morning. Oh, that one can Christmas. last for forever. Yeah. Did we you like, teach your kids how to play 42? You have one at AM? Okay. Well, Joel knows how. I don't think my my girls don't know how to play, but Joel knows how to play 42. Okay. Did they still it play at it? And I at A&M, yes. Okay. But, you know, um, what's big is poker, really. So okay. my son and all his buddies play poker until late. Too. Yeah, that good is fun. We even have a poker set, so I sent it with them. To- <laughs> That's fun. That's good. <laughs> so, but, yeah, we play games and we all get together. So we may, I don't know. I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. But I don't think it's ending anytime soon. Mm-mm. And I think gas prices are going to keep going up. And I think we're going to keep having a hard time getting stuff. I think so, too. And I'm okay we're going to realize, just like COVID, mm-hmm. when we were locked in and snowvid yeah you know when we we're locked in or an ice week you kind of realize okay yeah. what's important mm-hmm. toilet paper, yeah. <laughs> toilet paper. Now, for some reason there's no shortage of that mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. but there's a shortage of noodles and gatorades there's yes. random things bacon. Oatmeal. Oatmeal. i had trouble finding bacon and yeah oatmeal. oatmeal we've had a shortage of so when i was so looking weird for it. like so many strange things that we're you so never know lucky and we still are it. the best country ever we're so lucky mm-hmm. blessed Unlucky. Yeah. Blessed and lucky. Yeah. All right. So supply chain people better start worrying now. Otherwise, just, you know, get some apple cider. Yeah. Some pies. toilet paper again. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Go ahead and cut your grain and chop it up. You know, <laughs> right. Our kids will be so happy when they get a deck of cards <laughs> and, and toilet paper. No milk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and bacon. Now, have uh, you guys noticed, though, too, food is more expensive? Yes. I have noticed. I've never noticed. So how do people have all this extra money you're talking about? It. Food's more expensive. <laughs> gas is more expensive. Everything's more expensive, and yet people still have more money. Well, we overdrafted three times this week. So Oh, Laura. Or this last two weeks. That's yeah. not like you. It it has become like me. <laughs> <laughs> Lately. I get in trouble. Oh, I'm sure you, you do. Yeah, Bill. Cards. Bill's mad. He's mean. He gets mean and mad because now you're paying the bank money that you don't have because you overdrafted. Mm-hmm. Well, in the bank, a lot of times we'll like waive it, and but then like if if he has to like take from a savings yeah. or like I don't know a retirement, Laura or whatever, <laughs> and then put it in there. I'm like, we went to Market Street and I had to get stuff for the tailgate because that's important, guys. That is. That and, tailgate's but important. we ate it all and we drank it all. Like, there was nothing I didn't get that didn't, didn't get go. used, you mm-hmm. know. And Paul came out and brought my groceries out to the car. And Bill didn't even get out and help Paul. I helped Paul. I had to move a bunch of things in the car. And he just sat there. He was like, "How? where do you think you're going to put all this stuff? <laughs> now, grumpy. that's Bill that said that, not Paul. I said, Paul did not deserve this today. He is helping. He is helping us. And you are just being mean. Just ornery. Now, do you talk to him like that? Yes. yes. No, I think it's sweet. And what I'm saying is I think even your tone is sweet. And his is not. And Compared you, to how you're saying you're You like, are hangry just and you mean. are mean. I'm not mean. You are mean. Don't like, we already love you, to argue on if you're mean or not? You're mean. I'm not mean. You're loud. I'm not loud. Mean you want people to be loud? always say they're not yeah. mean. Let me, change, let me change the way I, <laughs> count, the counter would say, rough. I feel I feel, feel like, like you're it, being mean. I'm at, I'm being attacked. I feel <laughs> the way it's coming off, and I say, don't treat your people at work like this because they won't tell you. So I, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm telling you, so this good. is mean and angry. So stop. And so then you don't you don't internalize that and take that personally when I he mean, acts every like once that? in a while I just stop talking for a little bit. Yeah, and then I, I like, have I a hard time to not talk. Meanness. Yes, but I can't stay not talking for long either. <laughs> so then I'm like, win. <laughs> talk oh again. Gosh. But I reached in my pocketbook and I got Paul a tip, and they're not supposed to take tips at Market Street, and I gave him a tip, and I said, he earned it. Merry Christmas and be blessed, Paul. And he said, you don't have to do this. And he's look. Paul did not deserve staring at Bill. Yes. And Bill's just sitting there. He thinks I have the worst husband ever. He's just not helping at all. He's just sitting there. We had to move all the luggage out to get the groceries in. (laughs) Will got out of the car and helped me. Wow, Will. Good job. Oh, what a nice young man. But Kate did not. She was not in the car, so she got a pass. Well, yeah, not being there is kind of a pass. Anyway, so. So was he mad because of the 
he's seen money being spent every time yes, you put that I'm stuff sure. in the car. And it's the little things, so right? Yeah. We won't talk about that, you know. You're redoing your our floors. Golf hab- yes, all oh, of this. the golf habit. Yeah. So, but it just, it's the little things like yeah. the $75 at Market Street that was sending him over the edge. And I, I can't argue Versus with like. the playing golf, spending a hundred bucks on golf, yeah. you know, yeah. a Saturday or whatever. Yeah. And he goes through moments where he feels richer than other times you know where he's like i had a good day no more money came in but the feeling is there so now i'll say yes to floors and carpet well and i do think what i mean i feel like the guys a lot of time and i'm totally generalizing but i was like a lot of times they just have to think about their corner of the world right Mm -hmm. i mean like Mm -hmm. whereas like we are used to literally looking after multiple people at one time and so like we can't just look at our corner of the world so for them, it's like they pay for their stuff, they do their stuff, and then all of a sudden when they're forced to kind of look out at what everybody else is spending, there's like this panic. Mm-hmm. I feel like a little bit. Like oh, yeah. there's mm-hmm. this like, oh, you're spending it up. And I'm like, uh, but if you compare, you know, over I'm here, the individuals, and myself, exactly. you only have you. Exactly. There's yes. four spending mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. There's one right there. Let's like represent that well. <laughs> compare yeah. the apples to apples. But I think that's a legit, like I think that happens to a lot of families. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that's... Just, you know, I think it's money. And I used to take, I was asking if you took it personally. I used to take it so personally. Like, it would hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, he would be like, I've had to learn how to kind of do what you're doing. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I'm impressed Mm -hmm. with how sweet you were like, you're being mean. No. Stop it, (laughs) I look at him go, I'm not talking to you for like three days. That was nice. I don't think it's that nice. That did not have any little I have levels. Yes. I have levels as well. You have degrees of stabbing. (laughs) But now I just, yes. Go, you need to go to the bathroom or eat or take a nap. (laughs) And usually after those three things happen, he feels rich again. That's right. Because I'm realizing I can just go to the bathroom and flush this toilet. Also thinking, or you can do one other thing. It would take you too, Laura, to make him happier. But whatever. I... That's I what our marriage counselor not, said. She I goes, like, not when your have... husband's ornery, you just need to take him to the bedroom, and life is a lot better. Oh, that. And no. I was like, oh, oh, God, that's a uh, that's take like first married bedroom. getting that news. Yeah. I was like, First oh. married. Oh, yeah. Before marriage, she said that. She was like, if your husband's getting ornery, you just need to take him to the bedroom. I guess that's worked for her over the years. Um, I mean, there's some truth to it. Okay. Okay. Well, that was far from, <laughs> I promise, either of our minds. In fact, when the door shut and I said, Paul did not deserve that, Will said from the back, here come the divorce papers. <laughs> so I will also say to any new, oh, new married great. people out there, keep, try to keep the humor. In, you do have to keep truth. the humor. In the holidays. And every you day. have to realize you can't take it personal, which is so hard when you're first yeah. married. You yeah. take everything. Because it does hurt your feelings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She means that against me. No, he's well, a He doesn't know what's And I had to get over, like, being taught my whole life what submissive looks like, you know, all mm. that kind of stuff. But also, my husband's, like, totally chilled out over the years. It's not age as hard. Helps, age yeah. helps. Mm-hmm. Wisdom. And I've communicated better. I didn't communicate well at the beginning. We've come a long and, way, um, people. But it's We've so come much a long different. Way. I even asked Greg this past week. I was reading him some different things that I'm studying, and one of them is submission and women in ministry, and what does that look like? And are you complementarian? Are you egalitarian? egalitarian. Where are yeah. you all that? On and I find it so intriguing because when yes. you even, dive into it, it's crazy. Well, it's great. I wish more men pastors took the time to read the scripture in context. Yeah, that's what I think. I grieve. Yeah. Like they, they don't do their work, hmm. but then I'm reading a great book that has like six different pastors on it um, that said they used to be complementarian and now they're egalitarian because mm. they went back and just did the work and mm-hmm. they were like, and why would we suppress somebody's gifting? That's mm-hmm. just because of her gender. Mm. Anyway, I was talking to Greg and he goes, I would never use the word submissive or authority in our relationship. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's make Good sure. Thing. <laughs> no, he, he's, that's why he's still alive. Right. <laughs> Well, but it think, is interesting if you're married a man, mm-hmm. but he didn't grow up and I didn't grow up. We grew up with a female, pa- I grew up with a female pastor. Interesting. Yeah. But I didn't really think about it till 
till we don't have them. Well, <laughs> yeah, or until someone said, have you ever seen a woman preach? And I was like, yeah, I don't think that's weird at but all. But even on the complimentarian scale. Oh, there's a huge there's scale, a scale of that. There's just a huge, you get to on one side, you're talking patriarchy. You're talking yeah. like this whole lineage of what it means to be a man in a house. And you're talking Duggars, right? And then you've got you could complimentarian, also- which is different roles. And someone needs to kind of break the tie when there's disagreements kind of a thing. No, but that's another that good point. Why do we always have to feel like it needs to be a man? Yeah. I well, hear no, what you're I saying. But what if those two people, I read this and I thought it was so great. This pastor was like, my husband, my wife and I, when we have a disagreement, we step away yeah. and we pray about it yeah. for 24 hours. And then we come back. He's had, he said, it's only happened once. We've come back and been like, okay, great. Now we're on the same page. He goes, we usually work it out. Mm-hmm. It takes some time, but it's never me going, oh, I'm going to do it. This right. Maybe it's gonna be. I'd make it in this one and she makes it in that one, but it's right. never yeah, always what... me. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, because that in the end, that conversation, that conversation has not enabled men to be good with authority. What it's done is enable selfishness. If you're mm-hmm. saying men misogyny, are the one. is that the word? Yeah, misogyny. Mm-hmm. And so that is where Jamie and I found ourselves like honestly, personally talking from a personal level that we had to work out of. I think there's just something sometimes about just people and their personalities and stuff. And just for us, my issues with understanding what submission really meant or what being a Christian wife meant, my issues did not complement his issues. You know, in Mm -hmm. other words, we fed off of each other's, I mean, it's depravity, the right, you know, wrong beliefs about marriage. We fed that badly. And so it meant we did not communicate well the first few years because he did not know what it meant to look and go, okay, like, I love her enough to not get my way. Mm-hmm. Yes. He thought his way as a guy oh, was supposed to you made him. And I enabled you that because him. I yeah. thought that's what it mm-hmm. meant to be good. So we just, and, and then all of a sudden we wake up one day and I'm bitter, I'm angry. Yep. He can't figure out why. He's clueless because I never talked to him. Yeah. So we had to have a lot of conversations about good. what that meant and about yeah, our that fears that drove us and everything else. Um, and we both came from Christian believing homes. Sure, yeah. So our basically our marriage counseling was, oh, you guys have the best tests ever. You match great. You're going to do awesome. Your marriage is going to be fabulous. <laughs> I oh, mean, like worst advice ever. ever. <laughs> Don't ever tell Don't me that. I mean, that. the pastor married us was so sweet. I mean, and just kind. And we looked really good on paper and in a marriage counseling, counseling. session. <laughs> yeah. We were doing everything right. So then when we got married and we started, mm. you know, that uh-huh. stuff hit us, we were, nobody knew that we went four days without talking to each other, you know, because I was so mad. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to explain. I didn't think I was supposed to be. No, I didn't know what to do with any of that. Uh-huh. Nothing. Uh-huh. So being yeah, able to. Tough one. Well, it is. I mean, but that's why I, I, I still am in awe of women who are able to say things mm-hmm. Um, that men need to hear, but say it nicely and kindly and do it without feeling bad later. I still struggle. I still fight that. <laughs> I still wish I had I the East Texas it. accent because when you get say. mad, it always sounds so much better with a nice Who sweetness. Or it does. Well, hers does. And then I have the another southern. friend from like, a, she is a super twang. And I'm like, you can't ever tell she's mad because she yeah. I sound so sweet, but she is cursing you up and down and yeah. she's mad. But I'm like, oh, she's oh, not it's mad. That, oh, bless your little oh, heart. Yeah. It just strikes me as it's all about like living together, people, humans, family, the dynamic. Dynamics, yeah. the relationships. I mean, it's exciting and fun until it's not. <laughs> and then it can still be now exciting and fun again because the work, when you do the work, mm, when yes. you do the work, you come out the other side. That Absolutely right. right. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of worth it to have an intact family Absolutely. to do the work. So, And it does help that Jesus was born. It does. For he sure. family. Family. He's born and he gave us grace and mercy. And we have to remember that. Another, another remember that. way that you know we can't do life without. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's Him. let's just transition. That's not a smooth transition. But as adults, where you're sitting, Christmas. Christmas story. So when you grew up, the nativity scene, you went to, we all grew up in church. So you knew Jesus yep. was born in a manger. Mary came in on the donkey. Joseph came with her. They went to the inn. Couldn't get a room. Went back to the back. Had a baby. Wise men come. Shepherds come. Now, as an adult, what details about those stories have you added in or that you know more about? Like that maybe changed from what we knew as kids, yes. but now we've learned as Example adults. would be, my cousin this weekend goes, did you know that Jesus was two years old, maybe three years old, when the wise men came to see mm-hmm. him? 
And I was like, <gasps> you took my. Oh, well, no, then you tell me. You go no, ahead and no, talk. No, I, I didn't know the date. So was it two years? See, two I'm glad three. you said that. because like I was in. But some people say sometimes But they three. were still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had stayed in their, I don't know if he was working, if he mm-hmm. found like odd jobs. Though. Well, and I, they were on their way though for the census, right? Yeah. No, they were so, on their way for the, I looked it up, the feast, the festival, the pilgrimage, one of the pilgrimage festivals, which means that's why there were so many people coming in and they couldn't find room at the the right. hotel but that, that was going, going on as well yeah the fin- which is why they census, took the census, census at during the same the time, time. Oh, yes yeah. so yeah. they the census is like it's like oh we're gonna have all the families gonna come in town while we're okay. here let's take a family picture like they knew yeah. the festival was coming in so the government's like let's do a census so my then. question is did they stay there and just not go count for the census or does the census take two years or did they go into town and say hey we're here and then go back to the barn That's like, what i wondered if it takes so long to get there did they stay and he found some odd jobs and the baby was little and that is fascinating to me and they wanted to dedicate the baby at the temple but that happened pretty quick right that happened when they dedicate him that's just a few days later or weeks or whatever well i just think we have in our head the timing yeah like christy was saying like as a mm-hmm. kid they just go over it like this boom, happened, boom. then this yeah. happened, then this Look happened, two. then this yeah, happened. Boom. Exactly. You're just reading. And I think it is good for us to remember that like in the text, the timeline doesn't ne- isn't doesn't necessarily match how it feels when you're reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, that was as an adult. Um, and again, I haven't spent a ton of time in that timeline specifically in a long time. But I remember being in college and having those aha moments of, yeah. oh, I totally didn't get this. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. She was also amazed that the wise men knew so much about astrology. Mm-hmm. That was her other big thing. I was amazed too with the wise men. I love talking about the wise men too because they're they're so secular and they're so. Yes, that's I true. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. people who are scientists or yes. non-believers and non-Jews. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think calling them like scientists or even philosophers yeah. would be more accurate. Like yes. to today's time, translating yeah. it to today would be and what I we would think how of them as. They knew something big was happening Mm -hmm. they knew it they saw the stars they saw that this was you know something and then they started reading researching for themselves and had to tell the king the do nothing king i mean he didn't even know and he has to get his people and say go look go go look at the scriptures Mm -hmm. what does it say Mm -hmm. they know something we don't know that's right Mm -hmm. the secular you know people i love that and knowing i was older when i sort of realized there weren't probably weren't three that the only reason that we say three is because there were three gifts that mm. mentions three gifts yeah. anyway, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but that likely um, they would have traveled with many more mm-hmm. than the three. Tribe. Yeah, probably yeah. closer to 10 or more. Um, so that was kind of an aha mm-hmm. moment because my nativity scene at home, you know, it just has three camels. <laughs> That's all it can fit. Yeah. Or if you do the play, those are the amount of kids that can do it. Yeah, with yeah. the three gifts. But thinking of the traveling so far, they wouldn't be able to travel with gifts of that uh, expense and yes. stature and not get robbed, That's basically, true. if they yeah. didn't have more of mm-hmm. a company. Mm-hmm. What about you, Debbie? you have any other thoughts on that one? Well, they were. I was just kind of looking up some stuff, and they were saying that um, the three – well, the Magi, if it's not three, their band of people mm-hmm. would have been more – um, likely traveled by camel an average of 10 miles per day for two and a half years to get to the toddler Jesus. Yeah. Because that's wow. 9,000 miles. So they way. would have started basically at the but, birth when the star, when they first started seeing. I get, yes, to put that in perspective. Because that was my other question was I couldn't remember, did the, did the star come enough before the birth to where they were able to start that journey earlier? Or was it more oh, just after But the then birth? that's the other question. Does the star stay still for those two and a half years? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. That's a huge conversation. That's how they found right? him. So, I'm, yeah, I've, I've always thought it did. But but if God made the stars and the earth and all that, why would he not? Just be like, it's going to freeze. It's not going to move. Well, and you need the wise men. You would have loved, needed the magi skill set to be able to do that for that far. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yes. And for that long. Yeah. Like they they needed to be who they were mm-hmm. to be able to make the journey like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the Jews. I mean, the shepherds, they got word. But the king of the Jews, they missed it. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. totally. The shepherd's got a sign. That's what I loved about it. There, there will be a sign for you, it says, in Luke. And the sign is you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. This was my aha moment. It was about the shepherds and the sheep. Yeah. Um, is that in Micah, Micah 5, let me go back to that. Micah 5, it says, 
Five, two. But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clan of Judah, from you shall come forth me, one who is to be the ruler of Israel, whose coming forth is from an old and from ancient days. But there's another part that we don't dwell on is Micah 4, 8. And it says, you, O tower of the flock, hill of the daughter of Zion, you shall it come, the former dominion shall come, kingship for the daughter of Jerusalem. So it talks about a tower of the flock. And so shepherds, I didn't realize this either, is that during this time they're coming in and these are priestly shepherds. So priestly shepherds know, this is so cool. So when a baby, so everybody brings in their lamb, like all the families come and bring in their lamb. And on the lamb's neck, they hang a a label that has their their family name. Mm -hmm. So every lamb comes in, family name. And so the, the shepherds will, during that time, well, they will wait for a new sheep to be born. When that sheep is to be born or the mama's pregnant, they will take it in in the stable and they will wait. And the priestly shepherds will wait and until that baby's born. They'll scoop it up and they'll take old priestly garments and wrap it hmm. so it's unblemished. And then they lay it in a manger. Hmm. They legit lay a baby sheep in a manger with garments from a priest. I mean, that's a small detail that is to me okay, huge. So. Yeah. So then... Now then they take the the sheep that's out. I'm kind of moving a little bit. But the sheep that's that family, they give it back to them. They have it. They have the name on it. Um, the family prepares it for um, Passover during that time. But the name that was on the cross for Jesus, right? Because Jesus, God sent his son, his sheep for us, um, was Jesus, the Nazarene king of the Jews. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is really cool. Ready? written in three languages, Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. If you break down the initials from each one of those, the first one is Y-H-V-Y-V-H-Y-H-V-H, which spells Yahweh, Mm -hmm. which is what we know as God. Mm -hmm. And so it's sending his sheep for his own people that he labeled his own son. Mm -hmm. But he did it in the Old Testament too. I just think that's the Mm -hmm. cool. I mean, what a small Mm -hmm. detail that you need amazing Jewish scholars to tell you to tie it together and be like, that's why it's important. That's so cool. And that it all happens during the different festivals. Like everything takes place during the festivals. Yeah. Jewish calendar mm-hmm. goes by the moon, not the sun. So they're just way off. I mean, there's just, it's just amazing. All the little details that we can't pick up on unless you're trained or you know it. But to go, wow, the grace that God provided in our lives by even putting the title. You know, Pilate just thought he was naming him. Yeah, his brand. Jesus. What is it? Jesus, the Nazarene, the King of the Jew. That's so much more important than we would ever know. Hmm. But he just put it up there. But I thought that was, again, another small detail that you're just going, that's amazing. So cool. I know. So cool. So when you think of the sheep and you see it, you know, the shepherds and the angels, it's not, it's priestly sheep, shepherds, and then just normal shepherds that sit on a tower and watch. They had a tower. They had a sheep, they had a shepherd tower too, Hmm. to watch for the animals to come get the sheep. So much going on there so that much. we don't ever think about or know about. And you got to love God for doing it all like that, too. It's just so cool. And mm-hmm. he uses the mm-hmm. the king, you know, didn't even know. The leaders didn't even yes. pick up on it. And yet the secular scholars mm-hmm. and the lowliest of the shepherds, mm-hmm. you know, they got word. Yeah. Like it's for everybody. Yeah. Small detail. About well, the Christmas and it, story. And it shows us, too, um, it just reminds us over and over the humility that Jesus came to the earth with and that he was, um, we still, I think, sometimes get captured by the idea that someone coming is going to, the Savior coming is going to come with might and with power and with authority. Yeah. Um, and he has authority, but he chooses to wield it as he does in a different manner than that. And this just reminds us again of the humility that God asked his son to come to earth with. Mm-hmm. Because we're that's our ought to be our response. Like when it talks in Acts about, are you willing to give up everything? Um, I like how you, you know, said it though. The humility came to earth with, but mm-hmm. he still yeah. had it. He still has it. It's part of his. It's God's character. That is his son. We are his image bearers. So it's how because much do we love, carry that humility? His love over is the biggest of all things, right? God yeah. is love, and his love is covering everything. Which mm-hmm. means that his actions towards us are not going to necessarily be what he could do, which is he could wipe us all off the face of the earth if he wanted, mm-hmm. right? He could choose to overcome the earth in Rome. He could have at the time sent Jesus with a mighty sword, and mm-hmm. he chose not to. Um, I read a scholar so, say the other day, too, 
you know, God cursed Adam and Eve. And I went, oh, this is interesting. He's a little bit more on the liberal side in his thinking, but he didn't curse Adam and Eve. He blessed them. Yeah, I mean, like in the in that he cursed this the earth, the humanity. Well, yeah. humanity. humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, he cur- cursed the earth and he cursed the serpent, yeah. but he didn't curse Adam and Eve. God can't curse, and still, like in His goodness, He doesn't have the ability. He would never curse who He has made in His goodness. It was love and logic. <laughs> it's a natural <laughs> consequence to their actions. Yeah, but so but it just goes to show yeah. what He said, like His words. You're like. Oh, no, 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 Because no, we view no. it as a curse we for him to say, it. you uh-huh. know, Adam, when you toll the land, you know, yes. when you toil on the land, it won't work for, and then mm-hmm. women with childbirth, we choose to look at it as a curse instead of what? Natural consequences? Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. But it, it's not for a curse. You cannot say that God has judgment. cursed. Judgment. Judgment. Yeah. A consequence. Judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is fine, which is mm-hmm. good and normal, and we learn not to do it. And then we have to learn how to not live in that phase and to live under his grace and his mercy and his our ability to have faith and want to live according to his will right to not curse him yeah exactly his and to be obedient and be fearful in a good way of reverence to him but i just was like oh no no that's you're taking liberties there god did not curse people nope we had our own free will yeah we took the apple yeah yeah we ate the apple so i thought that was we, cool. we and yes. ran with it yeah yeah, and that's the issue, too, is <laughs> remind ourselves that if we were the Eve or the Adam, then we would have oh, yeah. ended up making the same we choice. We would have made a pie <laughs> and <laughs> served it to everybody else. Time. Laura, that would be a good one for you to talk about, too. The Adam and Eve and the curse and before. Okay. She would have good thoughts on that, too. Okay. Yeah. Good opinions on that. Before and after. But let's like dwell it. on Christmas because that's yeah. way more exciting. And the Advent season, which we're having a Bible study. I'm super excited about that because it talks about Jesus being born. But it also, Advent talks about the coming. Isn't yeah. it funny? We so totally. dwell at Christmas yes. of the Christmas gifts, the shopping, all the, uh, uh-huh. the heaviness uh-huh. that we forget. Whoa, Jesus has already come and he's mm. coming back. Mm-hmm. Like he's coming back to save us from this. That's what we should be excited about. Mm-hmm. That's what should make us go, y'all, he's coming back for us. He's already come once and he's going to come back. And I think that's what Advent and the Protestant church does, has not done a very good job of, um, uh, wanting to celebrate that at Christmas, right? It's more Catholics that celebrate Advent season than the Protestant churches. We like to dwell on baby Jesus. But the idea of dwelling on baby Jesus is then he has he has fulfilled so many scriptures from the Old Testament that there's still so much more to be fulfilled, which is really... One of the Advent devotionals today, the writer of it said, um, Advent season should serve as a time of renewal of a commitment to be Christ's disciple. Let would say that again. The Advent season serves as a time of renewal mm. of a commitment yes. to be Christ's disciple. And renewal. my theory is we don't focus yes. much on that because we don't necessarily like that. We don't we like, like the what, idea of what being Christ's disciple really means. Yeah, it's not. I, I mean, don't mind the really idea of it, a Christ. Why you don't. don't. You, why don't you think people like I'm that? I'm just saying because it's work. It's work and you have to give stuff up. You it's have sacrifice. to give away. Yeah. You have to give away. I mean, he's saying pretty much give ever Like, that means if you're really thinking about what it means to be Christ's disciple, the materialism and the other stuff that goes along with Christmas does start feeling icky. And we don't like that because mm-hmm. we like what comes along with mm-hmm. a secular but Christmas. I don't mind the Christmas stuff. The older we get, I think we get, hopefully, we get more Maybe. to this spot. but. I know that's why I said our kids will be sad about the supply chain. <laughs> our kids are sad when we say it's the reason for all those days. And I'm, our not kids saying, are, I'm not even saying this like it, like I'm more saying that we have to remember that about ourselves. Like the fact mm-hmm. that I care about and love my community and where I am and the country I live in and how much we have and how grateful I am and blessed mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. does not mean I'm um, ignorant of its problems and it's, and the difficulty we face here and being Christ-like because of all that. I mean, mm-hmm. it talks about, I mean, constantly mm-hmm. about wealth and the obstacle that brings mm-hmm. to being a believer. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Christmas is one, is a great like picture of that in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like we war with ourselves a lot and that's mm-hmm. just a picture of it. I think it happens all through the mm-hmm. year, but I think people understanding what it means to be truly Christ-like and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I think that's hard when you ha- live in a place that's very, blessed and benefiting mm-hmm. from material wealth mm-hmm. for sure yeah and so yeah i think there's a i think 
Here's a good quote. Uh, To your point, the celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. Mm -hmm. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, I like that. Good old Dietrich. (laughs) I know, but I like that idea of Mm -hmm. knowing who you are. You're poor, you're imperfect, but you look forward to something greater to come. Yeah, who wants to sit here and be like, I'm poor, I'm imperfect. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to be be in that place, but I like the idea of like, yeah, but I'm going to be perfected Mm -hmm. and he's coming. Mm -hmm. And that's what we should be looking forward to. We should be spending the time we have left here on eternal things. Yeah. Not. Which is what Debbie doesn't like about the Christmas, like the. Not that you don't like it, Mm-mm. but you get frustrated Mm-mm. with the materialism yep. that we all get sucked into. Sure, when we all do, totally to your point. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, in our area, I think that's a struggle year long. Yeah. I think oh, yes. it just becomes more myopic at Christmas. You just can yes. put a lens on it a little easier. Um, but again, fighting that is easier said than done. I think half the time we don't even realize... You know, we take things, yeah, and we take things for granted. You know, you're not Um, doing this, but you want this. Totally. I mean, I do too. I mean, I'm not saying that somebody who doesn't wrestle with it myself for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, But I think if if you're struggling with Advent, the best thing we can do is figure out how to be available and give of our time and our resources year round, not just at Christmas. Because then, when Christmas comes, you're going, I've done this well. Through mm-hmm. the year, mm-hmm. I have helped as best I could. I have been available as best I could. I have used my resources as best I could. And I haven't been angry about it. I've done it with joy mm-hmm. because I know that's what God asked me to do. Mm-hmm. And so if you do that through the year, Advent doesn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. It feels like it feels amazing. A renewal. It feels like a renewal. Yeah. But if you haven't done it, it feels like conviction. Mm-hmm. And, and that feels hard. Mm-hmm. And so we either pay attention to that conviction and let it change us for the next year or mm-hmm. we listen for a bit. We don't like it, and so we go and keep doing what we're doing. And there's seasons so, for that, too. For sure. Seasons. That's absolutely and true. And just ask any person in an older, uh, old folks' home, um, just if when you go sing carol or carols to them or something at Christmas, they're always absolutely. like, we'll come back. Will you come back next yes. month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come back in June. Yeah. And and something that shows us our, um, our frailty, we don't like either. So... It's hard to do that all the time and not be impacted. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I was, it was interesting because we were, you know, we were in um, Cabo for our niece's wedding. We were talking about that. But you really have to work hard not to see the drastic differences in people's circumstances. Yes. And even when you go to El Paso and you drive on I-10 and up one side of the mountain, the Mexico side, it's just shacks. No running water. People putting up cardboard and stuff just to live under. And then the other side of the mountain on the American side that has just mansions mm-hmm. covering the mountain. Um, and then when we were in Cabo, it was the same thing on the, the it was a beautiful, it's gorgeous. And it's a gorgeous drive to the resort we were at for the wedding, 45 minutes, but you would have to be blind to miss mm-hmm. the very dilapidated homes we passed along the way that probably people who were working for us and catering to every need of the resort are living in. Mm-hmm. Sure seems like they have so, more revival going on in their yes. family and their culture, and they have more hope, and they have – it sure seems like their faith is strong when I look at um, what money and wealth and can do to a, a community. You talk to missionaries in poor areas, and they'll – I mean, for sure. I mean, it's I have a, some good friends in Indonesia, and they that's what they'll – I mean, they come over here. It's a bit of a culture shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're living their lives over there. They're planning to stay over there. They've been mm-hmm. over there for 20 years and they're going to stay. But um, the people are so poor. Mm-hmm. But And that's who they're And they live in a very small home mm-hmm. with a hole in the ground for a toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know. You don't have to clean that. That's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they, so it's hard because they come back here and it's very difficult mm-hmm. um, to make that adjustment. adjustment with material when they come back for their um sabbatical so i don't know just something to think out for advent for advent but i i would agree i don't think we do necessarily a great job of explaining what that advent season is yeah so can you explain go through and explain each of the touch points on advent real quick do you have have notes on that it's like hope and faith and four different candles that you light each week um but you start with one you start with one each so on sunday you'll light a candle and you'll do a reading every day um, you talk about it also talks about actions. So you'll be doing different actions. Mm-hmm. So it's like faith is the first week. I think hope is the second week. 
love might be the third week and it represents also um, the candle for Jesus coming back. Um, and so it kind of transitions out of like the, into the, like into the coming of Christ, um, which hope, is also faith, kind of, joy, joy is week mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Hope, faith, joy, and peace. And peace. So hope, preparation, joy, and love. Yeah, I and went, it's funny, the no, more you hope, research it, some people call it faith. preparation. Instead of faith. Instead of faith. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so you could well, do faith, preparation. And I, because I got stumbled on that one. And going, then Whoa. joy. Because I had to learn about this. Peace. Just and as love. No, and peace. Y'all are right now. <laughs> like, peace is I don't, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. And I was very excited when a friend said, hey, do an Advent study. No, the church is, doesn't tell us anything about it. Yeah. I thought, absolutely. But the last two are the coming, looking forward to the coming of Christ coming back. Yes. Which again, how many of our churches talk about Jesus is coming back? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk hope. about you. Well, I mean, the, if, the, if, most, if some of the Bible's not some of it, what two thirds or third of the Bible's prophecy, he's got a lot of stuff that's got to be fulfilled and already has been fulfilled in Revelations. But we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to do the work. We don't want to look too deep. But it's so intriguing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing to go. Oh, he's lining things up. He's lining even stars up. Stars have been moving that some of us might know or may not know about. To align with what it talks about in Revelation. I mean, that's awesome. That is mm-hmm. so exciting to know. Oh, this is going to happen soon. Could happen sooner than we think. Okay. God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Or not. We just don't know. Yeah, like we he told know. Peter. He's got You're plans, not though. Know. I know. And Brilliant Jen said in the car, she was like, so when is he coming back? And I was like, you come right now. Right now. She was like, we're still here. And I was like, I know. <laughs> Darn. But it was like, you know, trying to illustrate yeah. to a second grader, like yeah. just a blink of an eye. And I was like, but that's why you have to be excited and you have to stay alert. And, and then Brinley goes, and that's why you can't do bad things, Gentry. <laughs> oh, Gentry. Yeah, there you go. Gentry, by the way, Gentry. Like, oh, really? And there's Gentry. the judgment. There's the judgment uh, we know and love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we I'm can't help it. His image. <laughs> Exactly. That's why you should be working to be like Christ, Gentry. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Keep going, girlfriend. I'm already there, but I'm just uh-huh. saying. Just saying. <laughs> I do want to close with this Bible verse because I think it's yes, cool. It's um, it. John eight twelve. Um, the other part, people think that he came during the festival of lights. Jesus came during the festival of lights, which is Hanukkah, which mm-hmm. you would like on the first day of Hanukkah. Yes. A lot of people say right. he was born on the first day of Hanukkah. That's right. And it says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I think if you think about the Hanukkah candles and how, you know, the darker, the, the darkness, there's always, the light shines brighter in darkness mm-hmm. and that he is the light and he came. And we have to follow him and we have to walk with him. I think it's just a good reminder of this time that God sent a son for us and we can, we need to celebrate it. Like it should be fun. Yeah. It's not this solemn, right. Sad time. We have to teach it and pass it on to our kids. Don't you think it should be both? I think it should be fun and solemn. Because I think number one, fun like there's a joy in the gift. Like there's, mm-hmm. that's but what's amazing. About him being born? Solemn is understanding that this demonstrates the sovereignty of God. Yeah, like a respect. In a way, absolutely, in a way that we're going. So I think those two things can live together. Oh, they can. I just don't think we necessarily marry them well. All that's the time. why we are bowing down a lot yes, of times. Because I mean, this is your Savior, and God chose to send His Son here. In this very humble, amazing way that would demonstrate to us that he knows what it means to be human, right? And there's something incredible about that that deserves a minute of our, um, I, I don't know if solemn is the right word, but, but our like worthy deep, respect. Yes. I think that's what I think I love about humble Easter, respect. too. Is the, but to the, me, Easter is much is more of a, like, it's a sad, joyful for sure, but it's sad. it's sad at the beginning because the reason this person died in this horrible way was because of us, because... We have yeah. put him there. And then the joy at the end of, but God says, yes. I'm enough. Jesus is mm-hmm. enough. I love you enough. So I think there's a different joy and solemn. I think with the Christmas, it's in the front end. It's joy. It's celebration. It's a, And then it's a solemn reminder of the it's sovereignty of It's all the God. feels. It's all the feels. And then when it comes to Easter, the beginning is sadness and grief mm-hmm. and but isn't then it so it's fun joy at the very end. The sadness and grief and then the day God between rise. is like, he's coming. Yeah. Like it's exci- like it's like, yeah. a bit like a crescendo. Like it's building, it's building. And then he comes back. And how perfect and cool he is to have the secular scientists and, yes! and the lowly, dirty shepherds 
be the ones that are bowing. Even they are bowing down yeah. and realizing the sovereignty of, mm-hmm. of the And I think that's part of the solemnness is you don't get to decide who God calls to use where and when. Mm-hmm. You don't get to judge that. We don't get to judge that. And he will call and he, all everyone, of them. All the time for like out of nowhere. Yeah. And you don't get to decide someone's not Christian enough. You don't get to decide someone doesn't you look just, like you just get to be right. ready. That's right. That's, to be that's called. That's our job. Be the light. Be right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of different jobs. Now, you're, but you influence light. people, obviously. The church is there to influence one another, care for one another, um, worship the Lord, um, be his people. So, in that way, we definitely want to be sitting in appropriate spots, right? Sure. To be able to speak truth to people who need to hear it in our church, right? And then also differently for evangelism outside of it. Um, but that's different from judgment, right? I mean, you that's don't different. Be the, it's hard the ladies for the outside without to the see oil. Them. Yes. On, at the bridegroom's wedding. Yes. You want to have make sure you got enough oil. Right. Yeah, so that you can get in. You don't have to go right out and find some. You want to be prepared. Be ready yeah. um, to be used um, the way God wants to use you, not the way you think you should be used. So, and I think that's an amazing thing about yeah. Advent, too. What a great gift. Lord, yes. This Use me. the gift. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here. It my is. soul's it's ready. A gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this got like, we had fun, crazy fun, and yes. also deep. We did solemn we just and warmed. fun at the we same warmed. time. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, I saw a meme the other day where it talked about Silent Night and mm-hmm. how it began, and mm-hmm. Joseph and Mary were, and Joseph was like, I'm sorry, I should have made reservations sooner. <laughs> sorry. And Mary's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> He's like, I'm really sorry. having a baby, I'm but fine. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, that silent night right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The silent one, like, light the began with the uh, Mary giving him the hand, Joseph the hand, like, don't talk to, don't me. Talk to me. Just keep the donkey <laughs> moving, fine. please. Keep the donkey Just moving. Go. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been um, a fun conversation, and um, we are dropping this the week after Thanksgiving. Um, so we hope you had a great one with your family. Um, and then we're approaching Christmas season. So we're not, um, we're, we'll in praying for yeah. we're in it. We're in it. Right. Yeah. We are in Christmas season. You're right. Approaching Christmas day, but yeah, we are in officially in Christmas season. That's true. December one. Love on all of your relationships, but just know there's one relationship that matters the mostest. Mm -hmm. The mostest. Yes, that's absolutely true. Spend time in his word today. People spend time in his word. All right. Love y'all. We will talk to you later. This is Noisy Narratives out. Bye. Watch what happens now.